0: We are back from your pep talk. PPT. Do you call it that? Do you give it a little abbreviation? PPT podcast? Let's go. I like it I like it. Yeah. I like it. PPT. PPT episode 42. What's going on? We're back. We're back. We're back. Exciting Premier League weekend. Lots happening. Upsets. Uh, relegation sides doing well. We kind of alluded that this might be a good weekend for relegation sides um relegation battle heats up we we kind of called that um where do you want to start my friend do you want to start by talking some other stuff do you want to start right with the premier league free reign for you 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 call the show oh man what what
1: what uh episode is this it's 41 42 42 42 the mariano podcast oh yeah shout out out to sam man and jackie um I don't know, man. I don't know. There's there's a lot of good action here. We should probably start with like a full understanding of the scores. Cause we didn't give last week's scores. We have the up full updates. Um you and I pretty much had a flipping of the scores last two weeks.
0: I wasn't going to get I, relegated. I told you. Good week for the relegation sides. <laughs> yeah, you had a tremendous
1: week. Um, what are we talking? So going into – I have it here. I'll, let me get it in front of me. Going into two weeks ago, the score was, exact, was five points exactly, 135 to 130. At that point, I had a nine-point week and you had a five-point week. That was the week where, let's see, we had a prop yep. bet on Newcastle scoring, and I said no, ended up being true. Man of the match, Jesus Naves, Uh, you predicted yes, I predicted no. Um, Everton Fort. yeah, that Everton Forest game, that was wild, I that was wild. That. Um. Liverpool United, uh, you had a 2-2 draw. <laughs> um, so that, that was wild games. Wolves win 1-0, and both of us got that one wrong. So I had uh, no real bullseyes, but just kind of, like, accumulated a few more points. Going into – that was two weeks ago. Last week – um. We had a no, that was. The, I'm sorry, that was nine to five the week, and which led it to be 144 to 135. Um, so we're still kind of there. And my man, the week you just had just erased all of that. Are we even pretty close? Okay. Four points, you had nine points total this weekend. Mm-hmm. I had four. That includes you having two goal scorers. You hit on the sandy laconga prop bet. He did start. <laughs> what was that? Oh, he was going to Yeah, I said he wouldn't start it. he started. Yes. Um and you had a bullseye with the 3 to 1 Spurs Force game. Um yeah. Dude, I'm telling you at the end of the year for the amount of games and the amount of fixtures are in for the amount of bullseyes I think that we've had total. I'm going to be pretty impressed with yeah. I think what the percentage is going to be. I mean, yeah.
0: that was a big week. Yeah, I had I had the Harry Kane goal as well. Martinelli, um, yeah. tricky Ricky, mm-hmm. tricky Ricky with the goal. Um, yeah, and it's, it was really close, really close on some scores to being an absolute banger of a week because I almost had that one-one Everton Wolves that went down to the 80th minute. Um, yep. Um,
1: you, it, it was a one-one draw with West Ham and Villa, and both <laughs> of us predicted two to one. Um, it was a mm, – technically, I was a little bit closer for the Arsenal-Fulham game.
0: Well, um, yeah, What did you predict? I was trying to recall. I had
1: three to two. So okay. I had the right goals for Arsenal. Uh, just Fulham didn't do diddly shit.
0: Yes. Um,
1: one nil, but we both had – we actually went – few games that you and I go different on um, was the Brentford-Everton game. Um, eight game ended one nil to Everton. Surprisingly, yeah. we probably need to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, that, that, I, I predicted a win, though, right? Yeah, you got a point I mean, for exactly. that. Exactly. So and, not so
0: surprisingly for me, I yeah. saw that coming. Sean check this,
1: yeah. Check this out. Two to one. Two to one. You I were know. so close. Yeah. If that
0: game was just a little bit more boring. <laughs> that, the goal Everton scored in like the first two minutes too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. What was yeah. the official time clocked in on that goal? Um, yeah, for one minute. Wild. <laughs> so the game was over after a minute. That's nuts.
1: relegation warriors.
0: But yeah, um, the, so the relegation sides did good. Um, Everton win. Bournemouth win. Leeds get a point at Bre- uh, against Brighton. Um, was was there another one? Southampton get a point. So, Ooh. and then now you're looking, and West Ham are are tied for 18th place on points. Goal That's differential scary. is the big difference, but. That's Scary. and Leicester's right there as well, tied tied at 16 on points. I mean, it's absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. Two years ago, Leicester and West Ham were competing for European spots. Yeah, that's how quickly things could change in this league. So, where do you want to start? Uh, relegation sides should get the love. We called yeah. it. It happened. Yeah. Um. So why not start with Bournemouth, Liverpool? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I somewhat saw this slip up. I didn't see the full droppage of three points, though. So, so close. I called a draw, yeah. You did. Two to two. I called a draw, and if Salah didn't go Harry Kane in the World Cup, uh, <laughs> I would have at least got a point out of there. But uh, he put yeah. on his best uh, England kit and fucking skied it, sent it to the moon.
1: Yeah, but, the soccer gods burned me for trying to go with Salah too many times in a row. Yes. It's like we tried yeah, to put that. For
0: three. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tried
1: that. Uh, we had that rule early on, but we we ended up never really having wow. to enforce it because none of us wanted to get greedy with, like, Holland or certain yeah. players. But right. he was just kind of rolling, and it was it was like the soccer gods were like, no, not this week, bro. A no pen? Problem. He
0: misses a fucking pen? Badly. Gosh. Didn't even hit the target. Yeah. It's not like it was saved, yeah. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I, I – slept in i usually wake up but i'm like
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm predicting Burnmouth to show up but this will probably be a boring game either way yeah. so i like, wake I'm up so, surprise. so i wake up and i saw your text uh, i think you said burn up and then your second one said salon missed the penalty and i'm like <laughs> holy fuck and so i put it on and watch like the last 20 minutes and i'm like Yep, I saw this coming. I, this is Liverpool. This is a story of Liverpool. And I just wasn't buying that a 7-0 uh, would erase that. I really wasn't. Um, and it's on the road. Anfield, this would be a different story. I'm on the road, coming off a, a game against your rival, and then Real Madrid midweek, and then Bournemouth. I was impressed by their counter when we played them. So I'm thinking this is a good recipe for a draw, that didn't even happen. They dropped all three fucking points. So you watched a little bit more of the game. What what happened here? Besides the Salah penalty miss, was it a lot of creation, missed chances, or were Liverpool just dead completely? They were not in rhythm.
1: There wasn't any sort of fluidity to the attack. Um, the the they really desperately need a midfield. They are in desperate. They are getting outworked at every possible place. Um, early on, there was a goal opportunity for Bournemouth where he rounded the keeper. Um, Allison got rounded and fucking. Uh, he missed. He hit the side netting. He was off the target. It was really close to the line. It wasn't like that bad of a miss. He probably could have just gathered himself a little bit, kind of got a little cheeky. But I say all that to tell you uh trent alexander arnold was a little late covering him and virgil started snapping a little bit kind of words back and forth um Mm -hmm. just little things like that that i feel like have really been the 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 drop for liverpool the inconsistency because uh they put god holler
0: later on in the game i saw that Um, yeah i was shocked to see him because it's been a while since we've seen him it seems like
1: yeah agreed for sure um you know, we had a certain signing of a sighting of Mellow Arthur. You know, I'm looking at the sheet now, he's, in, he's of, on the bench. He's on the bench. So, so finally, maybe some of those transfers can pay out for Jürgen on this fucking crazy journey. Uh, I don't know, man. I was really disappointed. To to, it's not that I I'm disappointed to see Poole lose. I'm disappointed in the fact that like. Their roller coaster season is so roller coaster that when we see them early part of April, I'm afraid that we might be hitting them on that high. So I don't want to see them on that high. I
0: want to see them on their lows. Well, this is why me and you should be scared of them because they yeah. show up for the big games. They have no. Yeah. They have no problem getting motivated. Right. They played us really well at at the Emirates. Probably could yeah. have won that game if a couple things went their way. Um, yeah, that's a great point. They beat you guys at the Etihad. They slap man you. So they get up for the big games. Mm. But when I saw this game, I'm like, they haven't they haven't gotten up for these games all year. And it's in the middle of such a fucking cluster that I just think they're gonna drop. And Burnmouth's fighting for their lives right now. And they were oh. on it. And yeah, I mean, good good job by Burnmouth. I mean, that's they could have easily got a result at the Emirates last week. Yep. And they actually get the result against Liverpool, so I mean, shout out for them. It's a a huge three points. I mean, Uh they're probably upset that other relegation sides around them also got points, but (laughs) you got to handle your business and worry about the rest later. Um, So, yeah, I mean, good job by them. Who's their next game? That's the question. Um, The question is, who is their next game? Saturday, March 18th against Villa at Villa Park. Tough game, but winnable. Then they have two home games, Fulham, Brighton, Leicester, Tottenham. So, I mean, there's a couple games where they can get some points there. Not the hardest, hardest schedule. But, yeah, I mean, good job by them. And, yeah, Liverpool, they'll be playing. Might as well talk about it since we're on the subject of Liverpool. Um, When are we seeing Arthur Mello actually get game time? That's the question. He was on the bench. Now he got to – it said, when is he getting on the bench? Where the fuck is he? Now it's when is he getting game time? Um, do you think we see him Champions League? Do you think we see him Sunday right before the break? We
1: we could probably see him before the break. You yeah, know, think, maybe Sunday he comes on for a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna want to show himself, but I don't I don't know if if Jurgen trusts him. Um, he's kind of really wacky with the subs right now, man. I don't think yeah. he's getting it right at all. Uh, I, I, it's a really fluky year for, for Klopp and and them boys, but fuck it. I, I I will if I'm a betting man. Arthur comes on before the international break, but I don't okay. think he sees Champions
0: League. Yeah, I don't think Champions League. That's Wednesday at four. Um, oh yeah, the the little. I love my favorite part of the Premier League schedule is when our clocks go forward, mm-hmm. and then their clocks don't for like a couple weeks, and yeah. those three p.m. games become four p.m. Because I think I four p.m. is a great time.
1: For, for
0: yeah, So uh, that's one of my favorite points in the year. And then those uh, 7.30 a.m. games are 8.30. The 9.00 a.m. games are 10. That little extra hour is just perfect. We'll just absolutely it. perfect. Absolutely. We'll so, yeah, I don't think we see any Real Madrid. No. Oh, they don't even play this weekend because they're playing Fulham, and Fulham play Man U in the FA Cup. So. Oh, wow. I don't think we're seeing Mr. Arthur Mello. Maybe I see him at the Etihad. That would be be poetic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it, actually. Please. Nah, he won't play him in that game. And then – No. So, there's a – they have like three games in nine days. They have – they come back. Wow, their schedule is difficult when they come back. So, they come back, go to the Etihad, go to Stanford Bridge. Then they have Arsenal at at home at Anfield. That's three tough games. Yeah. So uh, I think maybe that Stanford Bridge game will get the Arthur Mello signing. Oh, Citing, be, exciting, exciting. That, that would be, be amazing. I, I, I just want to see what he does. Does he even remember how to play football? You know, it's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> well, it, it, now that you say that,
1: it actually wouldn't be comforting for him, being that the last time he probably played was for uv and Juve got a, got a lot of those three back sides. So mm-hmm. it maybe it makes sense to kind of have him for Chelsea, because shit, if there's anyone to play a three back formation, it's probably Potter with his crazy mm-hmm. ass. Lately, he's going switching back and forth, so he might do it. He might.
0: He might. Um. But yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, that was a good way to start off the weekend. We want to just go down the line, or yeah. First of all, first of all, prediction for a burnabout.
1: Oh yeah, I'll get this one down too. So, um, Madrid have a little bit of some momentum solely based on drama off the pitch. They feel really, really good about the certain situation that's happening with. With uh, Barcelona, Barcelona. And, and go in the court, and and they'll they'll be there to kind of amp up and be uh, uh um just in, in instigators. So good good for Madrid, and uh, you know we still have Karim hurt probably. Um, I don't know if we'll see him. Ah, oh, I forgot he got hurt. I don't know if I trust the the situation at striker. Um. Is it Rodrigo? I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know. Let's look at how they lined up this past weekend. We kind of know what Liverpool are gonna do, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. From a from a lineup perspective, but Real Madrid lined up against Espanol over the weekend and lined up a front of Rodrigo, Vinicius, and Valverde at right wing. Yeah, Rodrigo yeah. is the answer.
0: Yep, that makes sense. I'm not surprised by that. Um, they've done that usually when Benzema's out, or they usually sub him on. So, um, yeah, I'll get my prediction in. I think it'll be, I think Liverpool will get some goals, but I think Madrid will as well. I think it'll be like 2-2. 2-2? Yeah, 2-2. So, with seven, what would that be? Seven four on aggregate. No so <laughs> advance. Pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm going to
1: go. I'm going to go three to one. It's going to be another shellacking for Madrid.
0: Three to one. Yeah. I don't know. I think they'll be in like second gear. Yeah. Could be. Should be, actually. No Kareem kinda... either. Angelotti will set up th- defensively mm-hmm. and just say, hey, just don't concede for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right, cool. Let's just go down the 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 go 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 up the ladder. We'll say Stay go on. up the ladder. Um, all right, we already shouted them out. But Everton Brentford, good one 0 win for Everton. You take that all day. That's a Sean master masterclass. Uh-huh. Typical Dice game. Get the goal early. Shut down shop. Don't let any goals in. And we leave we leave Gooderson with the with the three points, which is a big, big three points. So yeah. you know, you're already seeing the 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 Sean Dice move paying off because uh-huh. they got three points against Arsenal. They got three points against Brentford. They they got a point a point here somewhere else, I remember. So this is what Sean Dyes does. It may look ugly sometimes. They may get slapped 4-0 sometimes, and it just doesn't work like they did to Arsenal when they came to the Emirates. Right? But they could, they'll could. just nick 1-0, 1-0, 1-1, get slapped 5-0, get slapped 3-2, get slapped 3-1, and then pick up another three. So he's ready for this relegation battle. We knew this coming into it. So typical Sean Dyche game. Early goal, shut down shop, good win for Everton. They're now in 15th place, you know? That was, that was a big win for them. We were talking about how big the Bournemouth win was. <clears throat> but this is a huge win. Yep. Still there in the relegation scrap, but you can kind of see daylight a little bit. So, yeah, very good win for them.
1: <clears throat> I was really disappointed with Brentford and yeah. kind of how they came out. Um, attacking, but never really looked able to kind of put it together in the final third. Uh, laughable that uh tony and they have another really good attacker up there it's padejo uh it's really it's really a weird name and uh, um yeah i think so yeah he's good he's really really good really really yeah. talented um that Brentford team is really cohesive uh shameful that they ended up getting got just basically standstilled by everton which mm-hmm. i think they were a bit of a shock they really kind of don't know. They they kind of clammed up, which is surprising um, with how good they've been all year. But credit to Everton. Relegation Warriors, man. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely the weekend. So good for them. Definitely another masterclass. Look out for the YouTube video. I'll be watching that and uh, clicking on it, watching it, liking it, just so that I can literally plug it up to my phone and charger um, and fall asleep to it because I think <laughs> that type of shit is fucking disgraceful. But, hey, you get three points, you get three points. Somebody likes it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's not a great game to watch, but yeah, it's part of the game. Um, and, hey, if you're going to say we get relocated or we play boring football for the rest of the year and stay up and yeah. pick up points here and there, you're going with the latter. Unfortunately, okay. that's how it is for them. They got themselves with some shit, shitty owners in this situation. So it is yeah. what it is. Leeds Brighton. Did you watch any of this game? Because I did not, but... Um good good point for uh Leeds, especially because they came back. Um they were down two one. I figured, all right, this is probably done. I don't think uh-huh. Brighton, will, I don't think Brighton will give this up. But FERPO with a nice 90th minute goal to steal a point. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely uh great game. You hit on the McAllister goal, got that yeah. got that done very early. So you're probably thinking, all right, it's 10 a.m., second game. I got a McAllister goal. This yeah. is looking decent for me this weekend. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah,
1: it was good. You, did you watch this? Uh, no, I, I did end up watching the highlights. Um, the, the comeback for Leeds, that team, that team and that club, there's a spirit to them that just kind of has a rally, has a natural desire to kind of make things never quit kind of thing, you know? I I wonder and ask myself if this current manager drops the ball, right, Javi Garcia, I think his name is. Mm. If, if if Garcia ends up dropping the ball and there's an opening in the summer, or they don't like what ends up, you know, coming, why do you not open Balak back up for some Basella? I mean, bring him back. You guys were teaching Leeds were teaching the youth and the development teams how he played. Yeah. Like just it, it was with... fun it was fun, it was fun to yeah. watch. you need to have some contingencies now, right? It didn't work the first time for a reason. I remember distinctively the run of just like lack of attack and goals where they weren't getting anything, and it was like, oh man, this team they're probably gonna sack this dude, um, but i I just if you believed in him so strongly in the way that he brought you up to the prem, I just think bring them back and maybe have some contingencies. The first ever European manager to have a defensive coordinator. I think that's hilarious. I think it's
0: hilarious. It is funny. But, yeah, I mean, if you remember when they were playing Bielsa, I mean, their games were always entertaining. It was either Mm going to be a slapping or get slapped. I mean, Mm -hmm. they put up some good, good results. But, yeah. (sighs) it's going to be so tough, man. I mean, this relegation fight is serious. It really is. Yeah. There's so many teams right next to each other. This is, and, and like, I, I think I pointed out last week, a couple of these teams play each other last, last game of the season. Wild. Absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting and, you know, Nottingham Forest went on a good run, but they're starting yeah. to creep back down. You know, they were, they were starting to look like they were separating themselves to the pack. So it's just, it's just really anybody's anybody's game to lose at this point, which is Basically. interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have a question for you. Here we go. Are Chelsea back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's laughable. Well, I mean... When you break out that, that new idea that you want to do, I got a little sit-down conversation we should have about Chelsea and we'll so on. do it at the enemies. end,
0: and that idea is the delusional mutt of the week. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm usually on Reddit all weekend for my uh, soccer bands. <laughs> yeah. This guy's on Twitter a lot, so it's perfect. We're bringing two yeah. sectors of the internet together and uh, different fan bases together. We're going to unite some fan bases here, no pun That's intended, awesome. and we're going to Go through. I'm on boards a lot. I see a lot of dumb fucking quotes. He's on Twitter a lot. He sees a lot of dumb fucking quotes that send it <laughs> to me. Delusional takes from opposing fan bases. Even sometimes delusional takes from your own fan base. Yeah. That might happen a couple times. There's it's some Arsenal good. fans that'll get fucking clipped up and put on here as well. Absolutely. Right. That, that will happen.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but the delusional mud of the week, we will do that at the end. I have a quote, I will read it out loud. And we will save these quotes. And at the end of the year, we will do the Jimmy Awards, which is the, the first annual awards of PPT <laughs> podcast, the Jimmys, where we will give out awards, the Delusional Mud of the Year, the Player of the Year, and we'll come up with an award list. We'll try to make it like 10. We'll make it nice, present things. We might even make a trophy, send them out in the mail. Who knows? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> After all, he owes you a trophy for that fantasy basketball. The oh, Jimmys.
0: Yes, the Jimmys. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Appreciate it. I called you my personal ATM, and uh, I appreciate the deposit this morning. Thank you, sir. Well played. A man of honor and a man of integrity. Shout out to you. Yeah, you're a good man. Thank you for paying my bills.
1: If only your fucking club would learn how to be able to pay up as fast as well with other deals. Your
0: your guy wants to spread it out. I'm surprised he he didn't hit me with 50 bucks over six years. The 50 bucks over six years. I'm surprised. <laughs> Todd Bowley payments.
1: So true, bro. It's so true. And he would have uh, wrote up a little documentary about how so much, you know, greatness things are and how amazing <laughs> a champion Brian is in the fantasy league. He would have wrote up a nice little PR video for you too.
0: He would have made a, a soft donation to the New York Yankees or something. <laughs> They need it, apparently, Cashman's with his broke ass. They, we do need it. So, Jimmy, if you're down, please donate. At least yeah, donate to the down. hospital bills <laughs> that, are, yeah. that are happening at, at, in, in the Yankees already in spring training. Two yeah. weeks into spring training, there's 30 people down. We're going to be feeling a double-A squad. They're dropping like, like flies in weeks, Florida. Whether it's the weather down there, I don't know what the hell's going Whether on. Whether it's the weather or the strippers, so we don't know yet. There's a lot of random back problems, so. Yeah. <laughs> but answer the question is chelsea back did you answer it or did i miss it or or uh, i I
1: laughed at it I, I, i couldn't take it serious yeah no i don't think so um they're gonna probably tell you that they are and that certain players are quality and all that shit um you know again this is kind of fallen into the united kind of craziness delusional fans where you beat a Leicester team Three to one. Um, Leicester look god awful. Inniato is not a starting striker consistently day in and day out. I don't know what happened to Vardy. I know
0: he's old, but are is like what are we doing? He missed like, a, a complete bunny. They missed some easy shots. They did. that game that game. I remember it was a spell early in Potter's um, appointment as the manager of Chelsea where. They won a a couple games in a row. Mike Ryan Ruiz, he would have been delusional mutt of the week if we were doing it back then. (laughs) It was like, Chelsea's back. Good vibes of Chelsea because they beat Aston Villa. If you actually watched that Aston Villa game, they were conceding so many chances. And Ollie Watkins, who's on fire now, was not Uh on fire back then. And that game was just saves that, what's his name, uh, Keppel will never make again in his life. (laughs) <laughs> and Aston Villa missing shots they will yeah. never miss again in their life. It was just one of those yeah. things where the stars aligned for Chelsea to get three points. Yeah. And this game kind of reminded me of that. Because if you actually sat down and watched this game, Leicester was ripping them up for good points, portions of this game. They were just yeah. terribly, terrible, terrible uh, finishing. There was yeah. a couple that I think one, there was one where Vardy missed. Dewsbury Hall had a fucking spitter oh. and whiffed on it. And there was a couple others that, like, just terrible finishing. Terrible finishing. Yeah. Kepa did make a good few good saves, and some of their attacking play was good. Yeah. But I think it's just one of those, like, games where the result looks good, 3-1, and that's on the back of Champions League advancing and another win last week. But I can't say they're back, and yeah, no. neither can I. no.
1: No, any any reasonable person need, needs a little bit of some. It's not it's not what they did that was so wonderful. I, I would say the Enzo ball was nice, over the top, yes, very, uh, very nice, good touch. Yeah, it, it's it's something that again you don't need a lot of. Sp- You've noted the cons, which is that man is not fucking fast, and that man lacks that overall agility. Now you can Iniesta is still out here doing it in the Chinese league, so like it's not a necessarily something that doubt on other abilities. I mean that drop ball that, that pass was wonderful, um, mm-hmm. no doubting that. Um, what else? How did they get their goals? I feel like one was a was a tap in. Um, that was a nice little cross in. Uh,
0: well, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. So their first goal was Chillwell pretty much outside the box near banger. The post banger good finish but that was terrible goaltending by ward absolutely ward, it was. i mean he got beat badly on his near side and it was hit pretty hard it was a good strike but yeah come on you got you got to save that dude i agree i agree um with havertz sure. good good goal with the over good the top ball horrible yep. defending good ball Agreed. And then Kovacic, I actually didn't see that goal, but I know Mudric got the assist. He, he yes. he's no longer 007. So that was important <laughs> for him. Uh yeah, yeah. So those are the three goals. I didn't see the Kovacic, but I heard it was a nice goal as well. Um Yeah, it was good. A little difficult uh angle way how
1: ball, how high the ball was um to his waist. Um so yeah, I- impressive. Um yeah, th- thanks for that. That that reminds me of everything. The moment you started to say that, I can start to envision it uh lester i think you've noted the sitters it, lester show up at least a quarter more than what they showed up i think that's a 3-3 game and yeah. we're not having this conversation about chelsea, not even debating on it it's more dropped points for chelsea but they've been on the wrong end of some games as well so you can imagine the soccer gods have a little bit of balance but if we want to play the game and look at what they have in their schedule coming up, I can tell you right now, if I'm them, I do not feel confident because I think I saw – I did. They have Liverpool. They have – So Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. Chelsea play Everton Saturday. Aston Villa April 1st. Then they play Saturday April 1st. Tuesday they play Liverpool. Then they play Wolves on Saturday. So they're going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Villa, Pool, Wolves. Yeah. And then they play Brighton um, the following yeah. Saturday. So they get a seven-day break from the April 8th to April 15th, Wolves to Brighton. I got Wolves probably getting an upset there. Villa yeah. have looked a lot better under Unai. And Pool or Pool, I'd imagine they're going to show up for that game. So, I'd be very careful to see if Chelsea's saying that they're back with yeah. those types of opponents. Some of those should be wins, <laughs>
0: theoretically. The good thing for them is four of those five games, including Everton, are at home for them. So, that's a good thing. But I, I can see, like, Everton causing them problems because, you know, yeah. they've struggled breaking down sides. I could mm-hmm. see a couple of these games being tough. Wolves away is definitely going to be a tough game for them. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so 007, Modric gets an assist. He got a goal that was called off, celebrated it, didn't realize that he was 15 feet off sides. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was a decent game, but yeah, I'm just not fully convinced that they're back yet. I think, sure. I think it might have been a little fool's gold. Talk, talk to me, and you know, talk to me at the end of that five game run with some Champions League, oh. and then we'll say they're back. But yeah, um, and Lester, like we said, tied, tied at 18, uh, in 18th place on 20, 24 points with West Ham and Burnham. So unless they're doing that yo-yo thing. They were in the relegation zone. They got out of it. They moved out of it. looked like they were going to clear out of it. And now they're just back down. Their, their finishing has been woeful. They've been playing some decent attacking football, but like the Man United game, they just could not finish. Uh, Chelsea, they could not finish. And, Yeah, it's going to be interesting for them because I see a a lot of players leaving them in the summer and then probably going to be a huge shake up there. Oh, yeah. They're they're definitely not out of the the way of being relegated as well. So that'll be interesting. Um, Spurs, 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 Spurs. I think we both predicted wins for Spurs, or did you pick? Oh, you predicted Nottingham Forest i did what was part the score of my, you predicted part of my for that? shit
1: week two to one forest fuck you never doing it again
0: <laughs>
1: never doing yeah. it again
0: yeah it, once i realized that tottenham were out of all competitions besides the prem um, yeah once i realized they were out of all competitions conte was tapped out i'm like they'll probably show up this weekend yeah, yeah that's almost inevitable small. when there's nothing on the on the line tottenham's decent yeah, yeah they'll play yeah, okay. decent decent so Shameful figured, fuck. fucking club it's so
1: true what you just said
0: <laughs> yep everything was and and arsenal's done this before we, we get knocked out of europa and then we win 5-1 away you know this is this is something i've had to deal with so i, I know i know the I, I smell it when i see it because you know we've been, <laughs> we've been we've been that shit club for the past few years as well but Tottenham's a special kind of shit so i fucking <laughs> saw this shit coming Race for Harry Kane. The Harry Kane goal was inevitable in this game. Won a few games not scoring. You just knew he was going to score. Um, and they get a 3-1 win. Uh, nothing really great uh, besides Rich getting his goal called back, celebrating, and still not having any Premier League goals. So that was probably my highlight of the day- game. I don't know what yours was, but that was definitely mine.
1: Mine was the <laughs> reaction to him uh Richarlison did score a goal but they thought it was of VAR uh, got called off. I don't know if you saw Antonio Conte's uh, uh reaction to him scoring was absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> was looking down and like moving grass with his foot like kind of just checking on oh, you know whatever. I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. Everyone
1: yeah. else was kind of celebrating. Oh, now I got called what? off. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> called It got called off, but Conte didn't even fucking look up for like the seven seconds they had him on the screen. Shameful shit. Um You think yeah, Conte so- made a call to VAR?
0: <laughs> we, we know he's shady. He's from Ju- Juventus. That, that that is very true. true. That is really very ties, true. Those mob ties. <laughs> what I think about what
1: I think about him in particular at this game though, other than the just absolute shambolic behavior by Forrest to go after it. Um, yeah, I really agree with your premise because I think as we start to look more further down the line for some of these games, it'll be interesting to see if Spurs want to have a fight to play spoiler with, you know, some of the potential people that they can be playing against for top four or, or other things, you know, that, that, that really is that's another trophy you can really bring. You know, you can make a strong argument that if this was America, somehow, some way we would call the fourth place team, some sort of, you know, fourth place trophy or, you know, some sort of award where now that's what they've called it because we value that revenue and that, that champions league type of status so much. Mm -hmm. So that really should be a trophy for them. Other than the, we beat city every year award. Um, well, did the you see Conte's just, quote? No, what did he say? I did see plenty of shit about him wanting to leave. <laughs> and and, basically, and, uh, go ahead. Basically, I saw with Roma, Fabrizio and the scoundrel that he is for every club that he works for. <laughs> fucking bastard. We'll get to you when we get to the Arsenal game. You're absolute scoundrel. Um, basically, just saying Conte's most likely leaving in the summer. I mean, it's, it's, yeah yeah. yeah. he wants out.
0: No, but Conte was basically, like, getting fourth place for Tottenham is basically winning the Premier League. Wow! (laughs) What a month! Oh, my lord. It was fucking great. I'm like, that's the smartest thing you've ever said, Conte. That's actually true. If that (laughs) is (laughs) accurate, Daniel Levy has some balls.
1: Oh, have some balls, Levy. He's got to go. He's got to go, Levy. Now he's just splitting on the badge. Yeah. Good night, Conte <laughs> What a
0: dick oh. It was absolutely fucking hilarious I was laughing I was like, that's the smartest thing he's ever said Absolutely the smartest thing you know well, yeah, going he's disrespecting the club doesn't go. Oh the gosh, club. yeah.
1: Going into Chelsea, a lot of people gave him the better of the doubt with the fake hair and the eyes and you know the whole, you know, maybe he can get this right. Then you saw the real shithousery shit behavior with him winning the league and how he acts and, and the attitude and everything like that. And then even kind of the way he leaves Chelsea, right? Do yeah. as I say, I just won you the league. Let's get these players, and if you don't, I'm out. Like this at the very least. You should be backing me and giving me 500 million. And Italian versus Russian, we kind of see who wins there and and how that played out. But like, you're a true scoundrel and you're showing your colors and how nasty and rude and obscene you are if you're going to do that. Like, I don't even care. I really don't care if you did win us a Prem, like, or you've done the things that Pep has done. You disrespect the club like that and just come Ooh. out, even if it's in a joke, like in a joking <laughs> behavior kind of thing. It's like, so funny. Just bounce, bro. You yeah. can't do that shit. You're ragging the pinstripes.
0: You're ragging the club. Nah. Yeah. I enjoyed it though. Thank you. Conte. Yeah. Thank you. Content. That was hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they get the, they get the dub um, Tottenham and, you know, a couple other clubs on Sunday in the top four race couple clubs that were supposedly in the title race. Drop points Sunday, and and Tottenham's sitting in fourth now. Uh, uh, Newcastle has a couple games in hand. United has a game in hand, so we'll see on that. But, you know, after the shit week they had, they're back and forth. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll be happy about that because, like Antonio Conte says, like that'll be like winning the Premier League for that. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. Fucking spot-on quote, Antonio. Wow. Alright, on to your team Twelve thirty start Saturday 1-0 win Patrick Vieira betrays me That's <laughs> it wrong No shots on target for three games I didn't even know that stat But that made it the wow. third one against City Terrible, uh, terrorist football was in, was in play at Selhurst Park Just yeah. really didn't want to do anything But fucking sit back and defend for 90 minutes wow. And it almost worked It really did <laughs> And Alise with a awful challenge. I mean, what the fuck was he doing? I mean, Gundogan was passing it back to the top of the box. The ball, he already passed it. And then Alise comes in with a rash, rash challenge, yeah. gives away the penalty. Justified penalty, absolutely. Um, but one of the dumbest challenges of the year. You know, you, you have to say, I, I don't know what the fuck he was doing there. Just just an absolutely terrible challenge. Highland, yeah. uh, penalty kick, 1-0 win. That's it. You, I'm sure you watched your whole team. So what were your thoughts on the game? So
1: that is the exact game that we do not win last year or the year before that that is the same game that we draw or lose <clears throat> yeah. because we make substitutions and we go all out and we get left on the backside or they finish, they clean up before we end up getting a solidified backline and, or a, a leader like Ruben Diaz to do the things that he does. Um, I've talked so much about father Ruben. We were talking about defender of the year um, by the players association last year or the Mm. writers association i mean the guy is an absolute animal ruben why is he
0: called father by the way
1: oh just because it's like ruben like father ruben i think it's actually like a priest thing um it's just yeah
0: (laughs) i thought you were calling him that and then i saw it on like reddit the other day and i'm like oh this must be a thing yeah it's a thing i had to ask you (laughs) Yeah,
1: just <laughs> room, and I think it actually goes with like some sort of priest. And he's Portuguese, so okay. something about that. Um, but yeah, this is I'm very happy with the win. Um I don't give a hulu fuck about beating a team 4-0. I very much take the premise like my manager does, which is when I first got here, it was really fun to beat teams 4-0, 5-0, 6-0 now i want complete domination and don't even let them they get a sweat at things and when they do it's very minimal i i love it and if i can give shit house uh, uh fuckery to bournemouth for their play or everton for their play um city aren't aesthetically pleasing anymore you know where it's timely it's more like you got to watch the whole got the center backs
0: month. back there
1: yeah, we did. We did. It's wild to see the double pivot is real, bro. The double pivot is so real, and I'm so excited for what this next year is going to look like. I know I don't. I shouldn't even be discussing it with how much we have on the line on Tuesday and how much yep. we have on the line with with the next few games. But mm-hmm. I really do believe that next year is the is the next phase of what Pep Guardiola is wanting to do. Which I think hopefully after two years of that, he's he'll extend again. Uh, I, I, we are at this longest tenured location. Uh, he has built this the way that he wants. And I'm just the one Oh city win is something that he's dying for. And I'm sure he would have loved to see more. We had, we had opportunities. Foden looked great. Came off in the 60th for Alvarez Alvarez with a beautiful turn. Alvarez being one of the more talented players in the league. how did he miss that? I agree. Um you know probably not being on the pitch for as long as he was, probably didn't just know where he where he was actually on the pitch when he yeah. turned like that. Such a beautiful move. That was a sick turn. Um yeah, the the beautiful part I want to say is is Nathan Aké and the notion just simply how important he's been to my club this year. I ragged him and thought he was a rotational signing. This is a guy that came to us from Bournemouth. This is a guy who came to us from a club that was going back and forth. Is that where he's from? Dude. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't even know that. Nathan Ake was a cherry, bro. <laughs> that man is a left-footed player, and he has learned to be so great for us, so diverse. I mean, you talk about the moments. His attacking is getting better with us which is incredible to say. You need attacking defenders nowadays. I mean, here in a little bit, I'm going to hear so much about a certain name, Gabriel. And with a time in a league where everything's aggressive, everything is on the attack, you need those attacking defenders. Nathan Ake, for me, scoring a timely goal against Arsenal with his weak foot, timely passes, uh, this past weekend. I don't huge. remember that
0: goal, so it didn't happen. Sure.
1: <laughs> oh, I would understand I would understand that as well. I would be the same way if I was sitting top of the league and had won, won the few little... I don't remember to that one. Finishes. What are you talking um, about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm really proud of Nathan Ake, and I hope he continues to be with us. I hope he continues to be that vocal leader and just a nice guy. And uh, I'm happy that we turned down and was so strong with, with Chelsea um, in the summer about him. Because we were okay with Sterling, we were okay with Asus, with Sinchenko, we did right by these other players, um, and we'll do right by the players that want to leave. But Nathan Aké still had a commitment with us. Um, there was a, they had an agreement. Yes, he he had those talks, but like a professional, we t- came to terms and we're like, bro, we don't want to sell you. You're more valuable here, and that's that's okay. That's okay to do. Yep. Like we should be talking about that more, Pep, instead of trying to have those conversations right price you can leave whatever speaking of right price for Bernardo Silva only team I see that's doing that is fucking PSG everyone else first off is we're not doing it to England he wants to go back to Portugal if it was up to him gun to his head a million dollars a billion dollars Benfica would do it but Benfica can't afford him he knows this Barcelona can't afford him because of the levers that they've pulled and they're all out and they need to release 160 something million before they can do do any sort of future deals.
0: They're saying Rafinha is going to leave this summer now. Bro Barcelona have to really cut
1: wages. Really release shit. They re-sign Sergio Bisquets. Not happening. Dumb as shit. What are you doing? Your largest asset is the one you really don't want to get rid of in Frankie Dijon. You can probably get a lot for him. But you, something's happening with that club. But again, Renato da Silva. It's a lot good. more than something. <laughs> yeah, a, a, lot, a lot, a lot of stuff's happening over there. And Barcelona, I, I just don't see it this summer. But yes, very proud of City, very proud of the win. Um, not the most finishing and in quality in the, in the final third, but you take those specifically with that is the third clean sheet in a row that we've had in the Prem. We are, in our last five, uh, six games, we're un, we're undefeated, five wins and one draw. We move. We're good. I like it going into the Champions
0: League. Yeah, big game tomorrow. We might as well pivot to that. Um, got Champions League activity tomorrow, so we're finished with Saturday games. Um, just from my perspective, yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait. Actually, let's, let's talk a little bit more about Vieira, too, because back, back backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. All right, good one for City. You picked up three points, and you needed to because we saw what happened the next day. Um, Arsenal are now on another one streak. They're hitting form, so it was big for you. But there was another coin there. The performance from Crystal Palace was bad, um, especially at home. If that happens at the Etihad, you're like, all right, whatever. But at home, you, you have to have more than one shot at goal. And making it three games in a row with zero shots on goal, on, on target, that's just ridiculous. And I love Vieira, okay. but the clock is ticking, my friend. So we have an international break coming up, and we actually have, I didn't know this, but Crystal Palace actually have a midweek game. Did you know that? I didn't Oh, I did, I think I did know that. Yeah, because so- I think they play
1: one before they play you. Yes. Yeah. And the opponent, I, I looked this up. <laughs> it's a very tough game. Brighton away brighton away fuck yeah, he might not cool. even see arsenal bro
0: yeah they'll probably wait though because to sack somebody on a wednesday night it's a yeah it's a night game at brighton yeah. Sack somebody on thursday and you're just gonna go interim manager at fucking the emirates i mean that could be really ugly I mean, if so you probably, want to have a
1: conversation about how coach, managers or coaches have been fired in the most memorable moment, all I know is that Lane Kiffin was left on a tarmac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I distinctively remember that. So, I don't know. If they do yeah. it to a club legend Vieira, bro, I mean, actually he's not a club legend for Crystal, so... I don't
0: know. But, I mean, that, that game could get ugly. Brighton at home, they're going to be very attacking. Mm-hmm. Palace are probably going to have to set up like they did against City and just mm-hmm. try to Nick a 1-1, one, one, try to get out of there with a 0-0, zero, zero, try yeah. to get out of there even losing 1-0. But, yeah, I don't think he makes it past Sunday. I think after that Arsenal game, it's yeah, yeah bye-bye. Hit the road, yeah. Jack. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be. Because if you look at them, <clears throat> it came out last week that they're in fear of getting dragged into a relegation battle. And, <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're pretty close at this point. Like we said, 18th place. Be. 18th place uh, um, is on 24 points and they're on 27. So they should fear it because it's, it's very close to happening. Um, So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You you agree with me? He's gone. He's gone after Sunday. I would say, yeah, I would say
1: also with Brighton coming off a 2-2 draw versus Leeds, I would also say they're probably itching to get a win um, with how that team has been. I, he's got to show an attack if he loses or even draws two to two or one to one and scraps it out shows a little something then i think he can see arsenal but if they get shellacked and it's a fourth game in a row with no shots on goal deuces i don't even know how the fuck you're going to get home from brighton but if you're patrick Vieira; you'll find a way
0: right yeah, on the beach just, so just have, have a good little weekend on the beach we'll, we'll we'll pay we'll pay for a nice little hotel right by the beach patrick there you go in a couple there days there, there take the train back to london uh look <laughs> at you probably happen
1: look at you with with european geography how the fuck oh, did you, you even have... know by a beach someone did you well
0: i watched love island in the uk you ever seen that show
1: you I've heard, about heard it? plenty about it. I need to watch yeah, it yeah. if, I'm, if you you're learning it. it's, where it's shit It's is. one of those
0: things where you and your wife will get hooked to it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's basically... And there's always there's always tan... And that's where Ben White's from, Brighton. And that's why he's got that tan, because it's right on the beach. Um, so Brighton's Makes right sense. on the beach. They always pick cast members from Brighton and talk about the beach. So it's just basically they live in a, a nice little like villa, and there's no. five and five, five guys, five girls, and they have to match up with each other day one they have to sleep together day one and then they, they they start sending in more people not not like bang each other but like sleep in the same bed um, yeah, they yeah don't yeah. force them to have sex <laughs> that'd be that'd be crazy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, and then they start sending in like temptations two hot chicks come in oh shit everybody's on her they leave the person they're with go get her so it's basically like they're all stabbing each other in the back. They're all cheating on each other. It sounds like college. That's exactly what it is. It's like summer camp or it's like dorm room. That's exactly what it is. So it's entertaining as fuck. Um, this sounds oh yeah. incredible. You, you, we, we're addicted to it. We, we sit there and watch it. And my sister loves it. My, my dad even watches it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Um, you'll want to watch of some day. of it. Yeah, you'll get it's addicted perfect. though. But, but yeah, that's how I know because they're always like, "Oh, there's this guy from the beach, Brighton." So yeah, Patrick, you might have a nice little beach weekend. Bring your blanket, bring your beach ball, have yeah. some fun. Maybe, yeah, maybe if he brings, a, maybe if he brings a beach ball, he get a shot on target. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can't miss from there.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, Champions League. Tomorrow, actually. I thought it was a Wednesday game for some reason, but no, tomorrow, 4 p.m. A little better time slot for you, probably. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What are you thinking? You feeling a a close win? You think you're going to win by a lot? What's your prediction for tomorrow's Champions League? And we have four games. We might as well just pivot to that, and then we'll get back to the league games. We are having to put everything into it. Kevin
1: is a for sure start. Foden, Holland, Ruben Dias. Um, we'll see if if Magic O'Marares plays. You know, we kind of have him as that Champions League player. He's an experienced guy. He does war- well for us in the Champions mm-hmm. League. I don't know. I don't. I I, I don't. I don't. I know Rotary is going to be in the lineup. I have City winning three to two. I think it's going to be a scrappy, 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 scrappy game, and Red Bull play us well. Um, they. If you are going to watch this game I want to state it now And I want to tell you what to watch for Cavardio. You have to Watch the Designated traps Watch when they go for it Offensively They will not do it in the 5th minute They will not do it in the 10th minute They won't do it in the 35th minute But when it comes They really turn up And it's I was watching like small little 15 seconds, 15 second segments on Twitter. And I really like the timing and the pressing of it. Gavardio works, dude. That guy. It's a beast. That guy. Watch how he. Should we sign him? Should City proceed with? I mean, we're flirting. You talk about players twerking for clubs. City are twerking for this Gavardio guy. I mean,. We have made it known how badly we want him. He's liked every post. He
0: follows City <laughs> Extra.
1: He's pulling with Mudric. He is po- he is liking posts. He is liking posts. <laughs> that, that was that, the start of Mudric. Pretty soon, yeah. you
0: know, he's gonna be watching, he's gonna be filming himself watching <laughs> Man City in the fucking in April playing for the title, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. It's coming. We, That's how it we, started with Mudrick. Yeah, he liked the post. I'm pretty sure it was on IG and It's basically, it's just Pep in love with that guy. Uh, And I'll say it now, because this is how far intense the talks have been. Um, He's going to be over $100 And we're going to be playing him at left back as well as center back because of how talented he is. He's a left-footed center back that can pass it like a fucking midfielder at times. Um, I think his aggressiveness fits. He's 21 so I don't see him as a, as a huge leader and he's gonna grow um but he's gonna be probably one of the main reasons and maybe Nathan Ake goes back to the bench um mm. but yeah I'm going three to two I'm going three to two city over Leipzig
0: So you got a lot of goals so clean sheets in the prem you think you're gonna concede tomorrow though huh with even with no oh, one yeah. cuckoo yeah it's
1: champ it's Champions League bro. That'll be a good see.
0: game, and it's one-one, right? That was the f- score of the first one. Yeah, one-one. Okay, all right. So, do you think you're going to have to score a late one to win it, or you think it'll be like three-one and they'll come back, or how do you? Think yeah, play out?
1: it might be three-to-one and they come back. Um, I don't see us going to if it's two-to-two, two, I'll be fucking stressed to the gills. <laughs> um, I see it more being us go going, going up two, quick yeah. them getting a goal by half, making it mm-hmm. two-to-one, and then us in the second. Half getting getting uh, an early three to three to one lead, and then getting some bullshit eventually to to kind of get it closer. But yeah, three to two.
0: Okay, I think I'll pick a a two to one Man City win. I think you guys will advance, and then Champions League draws will be later in the week, right? Friday. I sure hope so. Yeah,
1: yeah, I sure hope so. For some reason, I feel like it's always in the beginning of the week. They may save it to Monday. I don't know.
0: I, I feel like it's Friday, but we'll, let me look it up real quick. But yeah, while that while I'm looking this up, uh, we have some other Champions League games tomorrow as well. Porto home against Inter. They are down one zero. What do you think the score will be for that? Who advances? You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one. I'm going. I'm
1: going with. I'm going with Porto. I'm going with an upset. There's got to be an upset tomorrow. I'm actually
0: with you there. <laughs> I, I think they'll episode. get like a, a, a filthy one zero one zero. It goes to extra time and yeah. then they'll get something in extra time and leave there advancing yeah. to the next round. That's that. I was actually thinking that as well. I think, I think Porto's going to advanced. I don't, uh, I don't, every time I watch enter, I'm just not that impressed. Oh. But Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, the quarter final draw will be held on March 17th. So yeah, Friday. So, that'll be the draws. So, that'll be interesting. But, yeah, I, I'm right there with you with Porto. I got a 2-1 win. <clears throat> Actually, a 2-0 win. Sorry. I think they'll win 2-0. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. What, what's the score you got? How do you have them advancing? I'm going to go 1-0. I'm going to go disaster. Absolute disaster. They can't. They can't. Oh, you're No way right. no, go anymore, okay. okay. more,
1: sir. Okay. So, I'm going... <clears throat> Has to be pens then, right? Eventually, yeah,
0: it, unless you go one-one and Porto advance on pens. Yeah, I'm you doing to go that. with that. We're yeah, gonna pen like action it. tomorrow. I like it. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, and then Wednesday, we have Napoli going against Frankfurt. That one's pretty much done and dusted. It's two-zero already, and we're going back to Napoli. So oh. I'm guessing you have Napoli advancing, right? Napoli advance, and this game is going to be
1: kind of close, though three to two. Okay. Uh, Napoli over Frankfurt.
0: All right, and we already did the Madrid Liverpool. Um, I was just seeing that Eden Hazard released another statement. Yeah, you saw that? A <laughs> fat ass complaining about. It. I want to play. I want to play, but I don't want to leave Real Madrid and, and rip up my contract because I'm getting tipped paid too much. That's exactly oh, what he's saying. Of course. So you want to play? You know, Angelotti's not going to play you. But uh, I don't want to play that bad. I'd rather take the money. <laughs> Shameful shit, dude. Shameful shit. Yeah, He's, yeah that guy's... Nando's costs a lot of money, bro. Yeah, it does, my <laughs> guy. He likes those wages. Incredible. All right, let's go. Sunday. Um, and let's start with uh, Arsenal. Arsenal get a 3-0 win at the Craven Cottage. Fabricio Romano in attendance. Sure was. The biggest groupie in the world in attendance. fucking flirting on Twitter, sending all those messages, trying to get in the locker room, and he gets a picture with uh, Solomon. Uh, You failed, motherfucker. You failed. That was the biggest L of the weekend. Um, But, yeah, 3-0 win. Light work. I was worried about this game. I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be 2-1, and it was going to be 1-1 most of the game, and we get a late win. But it was the complete opposite. The game was over by the 45th minute. Halftime, that game was done and dusted. Um, yeah, and we, we were playing great, great football, probably the best football I've seen us play probably all year. Um, maybe the Brentford game away was another great, great, solid performance where that game was over within 45 minutes. But, yeah, I was uh, very, very happy. Uh, the last few games have been very stressful. Uh, we had those couple losses, um, terrible game against Everton, I thought we played bad against City, the Brentford VAR, bullshit. <clears throat> and even our wins, though, Leicester 1-0, that was a little too tight, too close for comfort. Aston Villa, late-minute win. Um, Burnmouth, late win. So it was nice to just sit back and enjoy the game with no stress. I mean, even when we didn't get a goal until, like, the 20th minute, I wasn't stressed at all. We were we were completely dominating possession Uh, We were shutting down their attacks very, very early, and Gabriel gets the first goal on a header. Um, For me, he's got to be in the Premier League team of the season, Gabriel. I'd even put him in there over Saliba because I think Saliba's fallen off a little bit, and Gabriel's just remained solid. Um, Not only is he a leader as a center back, great center back, but the guy gets goals. (laughs) He had five Premier League goals last season. There's wingers that are 100 million, 72 million pounds that didn't get that many goals. He's got three goals again this season. So you have a defender like that, that's just an all around great defender and he bangs in goals. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another five this year, you know, 13 games left, two more goals, totally doable. Um, I'm, I'm loving him more and more each day. He just, he gets better. You see, he's becoming more comfortable, more confident. And, and all those stupid mistakes he was making, he's kind of ironing them away. So I, I'm loving Gabriel right now. Saliba, back to his best self as well. He was very good, pocketed Mitrovic. Mitrovic didn't do much at all that whole game, which was good because the first game he gave us a lot of problems. Um, and then, yeah, the midfield, Thomas Partey is just amazing. Um, so good every time. Excellent touches on the ball. Great passing, great vision. Defensive stopper. There's really there's really nothing that guy can't do. <clears throat> um, Jaka, very good as well. Odegaard gets another goal. Three Arsenal players on 10 Premier League goals. The only other team in Europe, Paris Saint-Germain, Messi, Neymar, and Bappe. So I love that. I just love that we get goals from everywhere. Like I said, three goals yesterday, Martinelli, Odegaard, Gabriel. A defender, a midfielder, and a forward score. That's that's beautiful. It was just like that last week as well, with Ben White, Partey, and Nelson scoring. So we're just getting goals from everywhere consistently, and that's that's really nice. And Leandro Trossard, man, didn't know he was going to play. Um, on our Friday podcast, I was like, Trossard's hurt. They're saying he's going to be back after the break. Jesus, after the break, and Ketia. We don't know what's wrong with him. This is looking like a death problem. But there were Jesus was back. That was beautiful to see. He looks like he didn't miss a step. I'm so happy he's back. And then Trossard, man, he starts and he gets three assists in the first half. Yep. What a signing! What a fucking signing he's been. I knew he was good. We did that rank the wingers in the Premier League, and I think we both had Trossard high up on our list. So we knew he was a good player. But he's he's even playing better with Arsenal. You know. He's playing with better players around him, and that's really elevating his game even more. Uh, he's, a, he's a real great player, man. And to now look at our bench, which, you know, I've been saying all season, our bench is weak. Now you look at the bench and you say Jesus, you see Smith Rowe, you see Jorginho, you see Tamiasu, you see Tierney, you're gonna see Anketia over there soon. You're seeing a, a really, really solid bench. Um, Fabio Vieira is playing better. Um, So you're seeing options off the bench. So knock on wood, but, you know, people are coming back at the right time. And we have two more games, Europa Thursday. I'm expecting a win there at home. And then Crystal Palace, the Patrick Vieira farewell tour. I'm expecting a win there. We can go eight points up on City, FA Cup game this weekend for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys would have a game in hand, but points on the board, I always value those more than games in hand because you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen when that game comes, comes, um, comes around. So, yeah, I'm happy, and I'm even happier that we're getting healthy. And when we come back from that break, we should be fully healthy. And you look at that bench, which has been a problem for me all year, and I go, hmm, this isn't so much a problem anymore. This is actually this is actually an advantage for us against a lot of teams, because look at those options. Smith Rowe, Jesus, Vieira, and Ketia can really, really change up this game. And like I said last week, Arteta is really changing things up. He's, he's becoming less stubborn. with with He's, he's seeing things, and he's actually changing them pretty quickly. He's yeah. had people in and out this week as well, and he's done that in the games that we've come back in. He's made good tactical subs. So, um, yeah, I mean, we took our lumps against City. We got smacked. We got embarrassed. Um, I saw that bottle job gene, but it only made us stronger, man. Um, it really did. I'm, I'm really happy with uh, with this team. They're just really, really fun to root for. Just great players all around.
1: Yeah, it, it was really impressive to see how, how smooth and easy it came for them. Uh, the aggression, again, it's just been so consistent. So um, just the front three, no matter who it is and the different. It's been pretty consistent, but even with some of the injuries, having Tresar and having some of the other players come in, um, and, and fill in that spot. It, it, it's been impressive to see. Uh, the The game was over for me in the 26 minute when the second goal came. Uh, yeah. I shut it off then, and immediately was like, "Okay, this is this is." Problem. I don't know what
0: your boy Robinson was doing on that. He didn't even try to freaking go up there with Martinelli. And then no, Bert Jedi was awful as well. Jedi struggled. Jedi yeah, struggled. struggled. And
1: you know, you you. I definitely was watching that game, and I definitely knew he had an own goal that got called out yeah, later, I but it was off of him. Yeah, I mean, there were he he looked bad, and you know you try to stay positive – not really stay positive. I don't really give a fuck if he ends up burning out for the rest of the year. I mean, obviously we won't try to sign him, or maybe we see something. But you yeah. always look at players when you're trying to pick at them differently from how you're looking at evaluating the team. I mean, although. Tim Ream is his center back. They're, that's a really good partnering. Tim Ream has been pretty consistent. Paulinho, you mentioned wasn't out. I think that, that really yeah. huge, huge. He's being linked to a few other clubs now, so you can see maybe a few people come in and, and shock Liverpool, him out. Right? I see. I saw that. I saw uh, other clubs out, out of the Prem wanting a chance to, to get at him. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Another Portuguese player that that may be moving in the summer. Yep, but. Yeah, uh in 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 all of this I would say it makes me happy to know that every time a game goes down, I just keep having to tell myself we still get to play him. We
0: mm-hmm. still get
1: to play him. Cause that would really I I I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna call the everything but I think it's going to be such a huge, huge factor as to what happens in that game. Absolutely. Even, even a draw, a draw might even, I know I was going to say, I think you would take the draw. Even it might be a situation where for us, even a draw is not good enough. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but, but I, I can't even don't, I, I, you'll know this next year cause you'll be a part of it as well. But it's so about champions league right now and what we can try to do. That's love key. Tuesday. Free cup as well. You're still in competitions, you know, it's so good. It's so good. I, I love it because it's going to make the moment we get done with these two, the very next game championship mode. It's, it has to continue. It, it forces those players to keep that mentality. So, I love it. I love it. The competitions, I think, feed into that with the competitive sides. I think a lot of people, a lot of people who use the whole, um, well, there's a lot of fixtures, and you don't know if they'll be up for it. Um, I don't. I not with not from from what I've seen as a city fan, there are times when we drop it, but it's because the attacking can't put it together. I've had one one game all year that I've said I was completely embarrassed um, about that team. What game was that again? Uh, That was the Fulham game where – Oh, yeah. Well, well, we ended up winning that game, so it might have not been that game. Um, I remember that. Was it the Forest game? No. Tottenham? No, wasn't Tottenham. Definitely wasn't Tottenham because I would have called that. And we went after – we ended up winning one of them. Um, Gosh. I got to look at our schedule. I can tell you, it was definitely in the prem side. But but I've been, I'm really, really just knowing that it's it's in the grand scheme of things and what we're doing. I'm very confident how things are going to just keep riding out. I'll worry about the end of the prem when it comes to the end of the prem. Um, might have been Saturday, November twelfth against Brentford.
0: Yeah, it might have been. Definitely might have been. Yeah, that was a bad performance. I think it, I think you're right. Um, oh. But, yeah. <clears throat> so, Arsenal, that was a good game from them. Um, the other title challengers. <laughs> Man United, not so d- good day for them. Um, the title challengers, Man United, now 16 points behind Arsenal after the 0-0 draw at home against Southampton. Um, <clears throat> this game was on at the same time as Arsenal. I had my TV, two TVs going, and honestly I was tuning in a little more to the Man United because that Arsenal game was over pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I was, I was checking back no more than I normally would. Of course, I was focused on Arsenal, but usually when I have the two TVs for the Arsenal game, I'm not paying attention to anything that's going on in that other TV. Yeah. This one, I, I kept looking back. Every time I look back, oh, Casemiro, Red Card, uh, I saw Bruno just stop the play of uh, for the ref. He literally ran up to the ref and made him stop the game. I've never seen that before in my life. That was interesting. I can't stand that guy. Um, but, yeah, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, yeah, the title can challenger, challengers, not, not, not so much title t- challengers anymore. More like Uh-oh. top four challengers because yep. uh, you're in a top four battle, my friends. That's the, yep. the reality of it. You're in a top-four battle, and let's talk about the elephant in the room, Casa Migos, your boy, the best DM in the league. If if the measurement is best DM in the league gets measured on how many red cards he gets, then I'm going to agree. He's the best DM in the league, most red cards ever. But the laughable... Narrative from Man United fans that that was not a red card that was unjustified. Um, yeah. Now there was something that they bitched about in this game that I actually do think the ref got wrong. I do think it was a bad call. It was that handball. I thought that was a clear handball, and I thought yeah. they should have got a penalty for that. I will I will agree with them on that. But the fact that that wasn't a red card is absolutely laughable. This is a guy mm-hmm. who against Arsenal, one of the biggest games of the year all he had to do was not get another yellow against crystal palace and he makes a dumb fucking challenge in that game gets his mm-hmm. fifth yellow gets suspended for the arsenal game as we know they lose that game mm-hmm. so and and honestly i said it before in that crystal palace game that should have been a red that was that was just as bad as the challenge yesterday yeah. then he gets another red for choking a player in leicester city you know it was pretty quick but you put your arms around somebody's throat it's a straight red straight red yeah. Every day of the week, and then yesterday goes in, slides in wildly, didn't need to be done at all, absolutely did not need to be done. Slides in wildly, and it's a leg breaking tackle. Period. Oh, well, you know, he hit the ball and it it, it bounced weird, and it doesn't matter. It was a red card, no doubt about it. Wild tackle, and now he's suspended for four games again. Suspended again. I mean, this guy. He's been wild all fucking season, and you need him. You got McTominay as his backup. You need this guy more than probably any other player for any other team. I mean, I argue maybe uh, Partey's just as important to Arsenal, but, you know, we got by with Jorginho. You ain't getting by with McTominay. So, I mean, what do you think about this guy? Because he's been good, but some of these these tackles are just absolutely shameful.
1: We myself included, have never fully appreciated players like Rotary until we have shit clubs with shit fan bases that come out with disastrous narratives for their respective players. Until you compare how great you have a DM to shit, sometimes you forget how great it looks. I have never seen the lack of mental understanding of the position and the scenario. This He is case in point of players that you don't recruit because the man just sees red and forgets about what the fuck's going on. Kind of it's... like
0: kinda of like Man U fans. He's a perfect he's a perfect man you players because they see one Whoa. win and they think they're winning the title.
1: <laughs> and, and, and this is what this is what really bothers me about this because this is on Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> Granted Jacca was a type of player that would see red and you might just get a fucking elbow to the nose. You might just get a you just might just get a headbutt. You might just make a guy just completely say fuck off to an entire side of a, of, of a stadium um, in a section yep but then you got a manager like whom Miguel who comes in has him works with him molds that craziness and now you have the product that you have now yep this is on 10 hag to bring guys like Casemiro in oh he's got more accolades than 10 hag does sure Completely understandable. Oh, well, Casemiro, this isn't a thing that he's been. I mean, it's only a small sample. I mean, he only he didn't have a lot of red cards in La Liga. You can't tell me this is a, a history-prone situation. Well, first off, tell me you don't watch the game without telling me you don't watch the game. Anyone who's ever watched Casemiro or Real Madrid knows that guy is the fucking bruiser. He, okay. is, he is the absolute physical, I'm getting into you. He's the Charles Oakley. He's the Dennis Rodmans. He is that guy on that roster, and that's what he did. He's done it well time and time again. And Barcelona are about to have their day in court with referees. I would love to see if anything's happened with Real Madrid behind the scenes and referees because I think it's completely shambolic that that man – had only like two red cards or something going in from La Liga. That's stupid. That's stupid. We,
0: we highlighted how many red cards get handed no. out in La Liga. It's wild. It doesn't like, make sense. That, it doesn't, more of
1: a, doesn't make sense, but I can also, that's an easy way to play devil's advocate with that. Year in and year out, they change the way the, the rules are called or the game's going to be called, and maybe they come in saying, you know, we're going to be super tighter. Um, but I, I I will concede that that is an. A, a, crazy amount of fucking red cards compared to every other fucking league so something's fishy in La Liga something for sure um uh, and Casemiro man I'm sorry that guy is not it for me he's easily the third best DM in the league um at 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 their best at their best he is not in the conversation with Rodri or Partey he's just not in the conversation the guy may have the accolades, but I would argue that he had a lot. And it, look at the position. Let's not sit here and act like Rodry or Partey are having double-digit assists and goals and all that. That's not what they do. That's not, you're not. Don't don't come up yeah. and look at the main stats over here and start to tell me rotary and the lack of goal scoring. We know what they do. They are they are anchors. They are streamlining passes. You want to get accurate passes into the final third. You want to get um, deflections you want to get you know uh, um, key passes made the all those types of stats will show you how the influence of players like Partey and Rodri have been Casemiro's up there but this guy shows examples of why he's not He he's not I think I don't think he is as professional and as seasoned as we give him credit for.
0: I think he. You've been dis- saying this too. This isn't just like a, a take you've had this week. Like you, you said this like a month ago, I think, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I was kind of disagreeing with you. I just want it's to a, point that out so you don't seem like you're just being rash with your decision.
1: I don't, I don't want to sound yeah. like a hater, bro, but I just don't think he gets the tag along with what the Madrid, I like a few years from now, if, if Madrid keep winning, we're going to sit here and say Antonio Rudiger was one of those classic Real Madrid players that just was with the club and learned that winning mentality. He won a Champions League before he ever showed up there. The guy was kind of really good. He yeah. was actually, I think, the best player for fucking Chelsea the yeah. year they won it. Like, he yeah. was insane. He was so aggressive. He fucking broke Kevin Bruyne's face oh, in yeah. the final. That happened. Like, so uh, I just don't think I'm going to go with that narrative that he, he's quality. I'm not debating that he's not quality. But to be Partey rotary levels, these are case in points right here in big moments where <clears throat> this guy
0: is an idiot. Yeah. Cle- clear as day. Bonehead. Yeah. What was that thing you po- posted today with uh It was Rod- I saw Rodri on it with a player rating. Was that like season all season? I'm, I'm going here Instagram. Oh
1: yeah, the um it's a stat that's covered that shows the average rating Fought the mob. player rating. What yeah. rating? So that's average for the season? Yeah, it's the average uh player rating
0: that for the, whole all, for the all of the prem Damn. Um, so Arsenal have three players on there. They do. Damn,
1: they're all up there. What are they like?
0: Four, Saka's, five, and six. Are they three? Yeah, three, four, and five. Saka, Partey, oh. and Odegaard's five, and then Trippier's two. Trippier uh, was was a uh, Sunday's game on uh, <laughs> on spot mob rating because. He might have dropped out of the top five with that horrible play he had. My guy the had a The greatest for the Wolves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy had a spillage, didn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: That man let it all out there, completely missed the ball.
0: What the hell was he thinking? Yeah, that was uh, – we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, yeah, 0-0, no. uh, zero, zero, drop points for United at home. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no Casemiro for four games. FA Cup game next mm-hmm. weekend against Fulham. Somehow that draw is at home again. I, I We needed an investigation in a lot of things. Uh, this is another thing. <laughs> another at-home draw, but this might be a little different. Um, I think Pajina will be back for that, so that'll be key. That midfield battle might be different. And uh, we'll talk about those FA Cup games later in the week. But, yeah, that yeah. was a big loss. Uh, two more games. We kind of alluded to it, so let's just talk about it. Newcastle get a win. I said they're going to get a draw. It was looking good. 1-1. One, 1-1. One, one, so, one, so late. And then so Miggy Almiron with a goal to put them up 2-1 and get the win in the 80th minute. <clears throat> a key win for them, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, good win for Newcastle. Isak, another good game for him. I am still yes. mad at Eddie Howe for not playing him against City. I think, uh, uh-huh. I think that was a terrible decision because Isak looks very good um yeah and yeah it was a it was a good game for newcastle um Mm -hmm. there was a call in this game that i don't i don't know how nick pope did not get red carded did you see that play where he tackled what's his name in the box uh he didn't even get a card for it which was interesting um Oh, no, no, not Callum oh, Wilson. No, I'm not Callum Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Pope uh, tackled. Um, Jimenez. Raul Jimenez. Yes, yes. In the box, I thought it was a pen. Didn't get a pen. I thought it was a card. Could have been another ejection. Straight red for Pope. He would uh-huh. have been on that Casemiro uh, suspension for games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> and, yeah,
0: no. um, yeah, just baffling. And VAR looks at it, and VAR says, no, 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 no red card, no card. Um, shocking from VAR. That could be yes. a totally different game for wolves who are kind of in a relegation scrap. So I thought mm-hmm. that was a terrible call. Um, but with that said, Newcastle got it done.
1: yeah, I don't disagree with you the The analysis of this game was pretty spot on. I watched this whole game with my father-in-law, and we were pretty fucking bored with how Newcastle were going about it in that first half. um to 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 your point, I disagree on the red card. I agree on the penalty. yeah 100- one. It, it, it's got to be one well, exactly double right.
0: jeopardy rule right like it can't you can't get a red and and a pen so it had to be yeah. one, but it had to be one or the other it can't be it neither. had to it can't be it had to.
1: exactly exactly no 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 it, it was case in point it was clear Nick Pope was so close to going back and being Nick Dope um, <laughs> I was so so close I was really pissed off about it uh, and you know again they get that. Penn. Okay, let's go down this path. They get that goal. I would imagine Newcastle have to turn it up a little bit earlier. Then w- Wolves try to fight that out. Your 1 1 draw becomes a little bit more realistic. Um, yeah. I- I'm just using it as a burst of energy that came, right? With the one, yeah. it being 1 0, and then the Wolves get that late goal to tie it, uh, or a goal in the second half to tie it. And then you have that burst that comes from Newcastle. So if Wolves get that goal early on, that burst from Newcastle comes a little bit earlier, kind of waves out towards that back end of the second half, that's how you get your draw. So I'm a little disappointed for you. You really do this. This one and the everton one i feel like those two you would have had literally a legendary fucking weekend three bullseyes two goal scorers fucking hell you got the the, uh, the prop bet right wolves that man that referee this whole game they fucked you
0: yeah yeah because if it's one nothing wolves that's a totally different game completely totally different, different, game. different game um but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, another weekend, another VAR blunder. There was a few this weekend. The mm-hmm. Man United uh, handball I thought was Hand bad. Clear as um, day. Jal Felix was completely tackled just as bad as Casemiro on, and that wasn't a red card. That was mm-hmm. a bad decision as well. I thought that was a clear red, uh, a yeah. clear red challenge. And <clears throat> yeah, just a, another, of course, bad weekend. Like I said, VAR they they get rid of some people. They just Uh move him to different leagues or they just send him on vacations and nothing gets solved. There's no, hey, this is what we're going to do, Premier League, to actually fix things. It's just, eh, this guy's gone. Okay. But you're replacing him with another fucking bozo. So what really changes? (laughs) But it is what it is. And, um, yeah, Newcastle, they needed that win because Tottenham picked up a win the day earlier. And Man United dropped points, so that's a good win for them. And they are still in the top four race. And last game of the weekend, I admit I did not watch this one much. Me and David Moyes have broken up like you and David <laughs> Moyes did early in the year. One, yeah, one home draw to Aston Villa. They did get good because they came back. Uh, Watkins got the first goal. They get the second or was it the other way around?
1: I'll, I'll only score first. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: scored, And then Ben Rama scored the penalty. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said before, West Ham, 18th place, tied with them on points with Burnmouth and Leicester. So this is just, you know, we know Moyes isn't going anywhere. It's not going to happen now. They would have done it already if they if they really gave a fuck. But for me, the more interesting thing is the reports over the weekend of Declan Rice and Arsenal pretty much being in agreement and that being a lock of a move. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because there was a lot of reporting on that this weekend. Well,
1: th- this is what I love about this, and this is going to be awesome. I-, I I want it to be clear about what I'm about to say. I think moving forward for this for the podcast, I want to promote one of the first new rules that we need to have moving forward with the PPT podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been burned by them on several occasions, both of us individually, and now. With what I think is gonna be laughable summer of hatred for this club. I think we need to ban ourselves from watching West Ham until now. I say that I looked at the schedule already. We we they got City coming we, we up. We gotta so, play them too. <laughs> yeah. So when they play uh obviously we gotta watch that, that scandalous fucking shit, that 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 magical, magisterial, galactical ball that fucking David Moyes does, right? Because we know he's a genius. Fuck off. Fuck this team. I didn't watch any of this shit. I don't really think we need to spend much time talking about it. Ollie Watkins is a gem. Somehow, some way, somehow, I'm very confident he's not going to end up starting uh against other teams because David Moyes is a fucking idiot.
0: You had a question. Really? You said Ollie Watkins? Yeah. He doesn't play for West Ham. No, no, game. no. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my bad. <laughs> I, I was i very he's the
1: only highlight of the thing. Yeah. The highlight of the game. This is what I'm gonna say about the transfer situation. Go for it. Arsenal better learn quick when it comes to certain clubs that have certain managers that have attitudes and certain clubs that have directors that like to do talk sport and like to come on and get asked when Enzo gets a deal and you Looking, seeing that Enzo deal, what does that make you feel about your own players that are linked to other clubs? And that executive comes back and makes a comment like, just added another comma. Yeah. You got to start talking directly to the club. This is where – and I'll play it now because I want to – want i wanna, I'm saving it, but at the same time, I think I shouldn't because then it doesn't sound like I, I knew it ahead of time. If City get Jude, book it now. It's going to be bragged about how the relationship between Borussia and Manchester City have complete and 100% respect for one another. We came to them when it was about Erling Holland. We came to them when it came to Jude. Other clubs, other people, Todd Bowley, I'm looking at you – You want to be the motherfuckers that go in there and talk directly to the club. Look at what Benfica and... um, uh, 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 God, what's the guy up there? Rui Costa. Mm -hmm. Look what Rui Rui Costa had the balls to say about Chelsea and how they do business. You think that's a forever-loving relationship that you're going to have? Benfica are a powerhouse, and they're a little bit of a factory, too. You think this is the last time you're going to have to work a deal with them to go get Enzo? So Chelsea are doing the opposite of this. Now, what I will say is, it's to be expected, my guy. If, if Arsenal feel like they might be the only ones that are going to agree, this is a thing that I only see in England that I think other countries should start doing because what it does is they don't want to do it because what it does is it entices some of these other clubs to now think, oh, well, oh, we don't have a chance. I mean, all of it is down on the talking. Declan can agree to... Five different clubs to play for them all starting June 1st. I mean, West Ham have a say here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. the thing we have to have a conversation about.
0: So, it, it's a little more leverage towards Declan because it's yes. the last year of his contract. That makes yes. a big difference. The fact that yes. he's in the last year is going to be a big difference. So right. it's not like the Mudrick. Mudrick had like four or five years. So, you yeah. know, Shakhtar is like, all right, but. We'll do what we want because you're yeah. on contract. Now, Declan's like, listen, you either take the money or I leave in the summer. Yeah. You get nothing and you're already getting fucking you're already in the relegation zone. So I think you need the money, West Ham. You know, that plays a part, too, because even if they don't get relegated, if they get releva- relegated, then financial is not going to matter because they're <laughs> going to take 40 million, maybe 50 million, you know, because it's it's relegation. You know, the player's leaving. He ain't playing in the championship. That's that's so. a fact. But yes. even if they finish like 17th, Declan goes, hey, my friends, you guys almost got relegated. Right. So do you want to take the 70 mil now or do you want to take nothing in the summer when I leave on a fucking free? Because I'm gone. <laughs> I'm a, in, in January, when I can agree to preterms, I'll already uh-huh. ag- be agreed on preterms. And that, that right there
1: is what I feel like will most likely happen after two things. Watch West Ham try to take a playbook from Brighton and get Declan to get an extension in by the end of the year. I'm looking at international break. I'm looking at the exact thing you just said. Let's say they finished 17th. We were in a relegation battle. We got out of it. Remind yourself what the scenes were like at Goodison Park last year. When they saved themselves from relegation and Lampard was the king, he got us out of it. I forgot about Fat Frank. Where's Fat Frank right now, Mm -hmm. Brian? What are those fans saying right now about Everton and their status Mm -hmm. going on? It's a beautiful scene. You can paint a beautiful picture in that moment. And right there is where you get him to sip the Kool-Aid. And you get him to sign an extension. And if he does then power back to the West Ham executives. The key is, this is the same in the NBA and free now Americans, us, and some Europeans too, because some of you guys are good at ball now, so you guys have that power as well. see Siakam, I'm looking at you, motherfucker. Some of these motherfuckers <laughs> like to go ahead and know that they have all the power. In America, it's no big deal. Oh, what? Cool, I have all the power? All I have to do is ask? I got no loyalty to these motherfuckers? Yo, I want to trade. Anyone look? Where's the camera? You. I want to trade. I want out. They have no problem. In Europe, it's a little bit different. So if Declan gets caught twerking and liking a little post, if Declan starts doing some of those Mudrik type shits, then that's when I can say, you know what? He wants Arsenal. He's just maybe putting Arsenal in a little bit of a tax situation. But if you have the balls, if you have the see, this is where Mulderick and Declan differ. If you have the balls to like the post, if you have the balls to to be seen on IG and Twitter doing all the stuff and liking all the stuff, you better have the balls to tell your agent, "I want Arsenal or nothing." Yeah. and I will walk for free.
0: Here's have the, the balls to do that. Here's the difference between Caicedo and Declan Rice. <clears throat> One, Caicedo. Wasn't on the last year of his contract. Um, two, Caicedo was making thirty five hundred dollars a week. Yeah. It was so when Brighton come and say, "Hey, here's your new contract. Mm-hmm. Here's your money," yeah. and you're making thirty five hundred dollars a week, you're not turning that down. No. Declan Rice is on sixty k a week, which isn't the big bucks, but he's in a position where he's like, "All right, they're going to give me." Paqueta's making one fifty, so they're going to give me one fifty k a week at a club that I don't really care about and I'm on my way out of, I'm not gonna sign it. I'm just gonna wait to the summer because the summer is uh three months away. And yeah. I'm gonna wait to the summer and I'm gonna have Arsenal bidding. I'm gonna have Chelsea bidding. City might come in with a bid. United mm-hmm. might come in with a bid and I'll be packing my bags. So that's the that's the difference is Caicedo yeah. he's he's making crumbs. So he yeah, already put in his right. IG post. I have so many kids to feed this and that. So you go to that guy. Like, with, even with that the post new was about
1: glory. Even that post was <laughs> about play, you know, his reaching its dreams and moving on. Yeah, he was about the money. You yeah. Spot on, spot on. Huge main difference between the two. But I mean, double his wages <clears> in the summer? But, and of course, I'll give you... Here's the other thing. Give them the fake thing about we're improving the club. Remember how close we were. We were in fighting for European play. Europa this, Europa that. And you sell them on we'll bring in a couple of t- other attackers and uh, uh, other shit like that. I mean, I, I can see I th- Now, gun to my head. I'm giving you devil's advocate. Gun yeah, to yeah, my yeah. head. The motherfucker's leaving. Okay? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I
0: think he's leaving. Um... Now I just I think doubling the wages doesn't get it done either. You got to come in with two hundred k a week. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he's he's going. Listen, I've already talked to Arsenal and they want. They're going to pay me two hundred k a week. So start there. Wow. So where does that
1: put where does that put him on your structure?
0: Uh, I mean, we have one of the lowest wage bills out of the big six right now. Uh, I, I was
1: watching the TIFO. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you afterwards. There's a TIFO. Yeah. There's a great video right now, a TIFO out about Arsenal wages and the balancing of, and all of the books.
0: Yeah, That's um, what they've done. Like last January, we didn't buy anybody. Last January was all about balancing the books. That's yeah. all it was about. And we were mad about it, but it looks good this season because now we can go, all right, Champions League. Yeah. Rice, 200K a week. This guy, 200K a week. Now you yeah. can just go, hey. We have the we have the wage bill. Stan Kroenke' net worth went up two billion dollars. So oh. hey, that's big as well. And right. the thing with Rice is, like I said, he's not he's not signing for more than two hundred k. Is West Ham going to offer that? I knowing they that they're going to get relegated, I, they might that's have to. The other, but that's the, other thing. but yeah, yeah. the relegation thing's a big. If they were sitting in sixth, then yeah. as a club, you're in a more powerful position. But oh, yeah, yeah. it's like what what you. you you're going to offer me 200K a week and you might be in the championship next year. That's a big difference. And it's it's says that Rice wants to stay in London as well. That's a big thing that they're saying. That's
1: that's huge. Okay. So, so (laughs) I just got to bring it up. I just love the fact that the books are being ran well with city having the positive net gain in the transfer window whilst getting, getting players like Holland. It just speaks to how, there are other things being mimicked not just with the production system like it's it's that's just incredible i saw how you guys dropped your wage bill in your executives 2017 you were paying a guy as high as 2.7 million as as low as this past season may 31st of 2022 the uh the most recent financial books that you can check Arsenal had your highest paid executive around 336000 Look at that payout difference. Matching that in comparison to the, what the dividends are getting for United Glazers and uh, Liverpool people that are in the 1.5s and the 2 point somethings, they're getting those returns. Arsenal literally having their guy make no more the highest is 337,000 wild to me to have that conversation just goes to show you how fans need to be looking at how look in the mirror and wonder what is my club doing to benefit and how how are they looking to reinvest and look into doing it r- properly with Reese Nelson being a proper Academy ac- player, Saka being a proper Academy player? Like it's growing in different ways. I would also venture to say, and book it now, Monday, March 3rd, March 13th, 2023. Manchester City will not be the only club in England that owns other feeder clubs. There will be other clubs that buy like the Girona's or the Catafes
0: Did You see what and Bar- Bayern Munich just did today? Partnership with LAFC.
1: LFC. Yep. It's going to happen. They this is the smartest thing that clubs can do because right now yeah. this by the way, it's going to happen a few more years. And the one club that somebody doesn't like, it's going to do it. And then watch. Here come the restrictions. Here mm-hmm. comes – you're going to be limited as to the things you can do. Everyone's doing it already. But you mean to tell me Alfonso Davies gets snagged up by the Vancouver Whitecaps to Byron Munich from MLS. They snag him. Is that their and- real name? Yeah, the Vancouver Whitecaps. That's their name? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. True yeah uh they snagged him okay bring him over there does his thing and now you as a club you're as a european powerhouse you don't you don't want to look into seeing how you can do this again he's a european great a a canadian national canadian this is fucking soccer this isn't a hockey you do that type of recruiting, that type of work, and you don't want to secure more mm-hmm. at a better price because if you own the feeder club, you're not paying a transfer fee for them. Mm-hmm. You do all the work. For the amount of money you pay for that transfer, you can check it now. I might be wrong on this. I think it was a $21 million or a $36 million. One of those two numbers sticks out for Davies to Byron. Yeah. You take that money, I would imagine to say that is Literally, I'm not exaggerating because I know City did it with Girona. I would say that same mm. amount is maybe 40 to 60% of what it would cost to go buy a fucking club in Brazil or go yeah. buy a fucking club somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So a good point. It, it's coming. It's coming, yeah. man, and I uh, I think it's
0: the future. Yeah, and Arsenal, Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke owns the Denver Nuggets. Stan Kroenke owns the Colorado Avalanche. Stan Kroenke owns the Colorado Rapids and the MLS. Stan Kroenke yeah. owns uh, the LA Rams, so he's a, he's a sports investor, owner, so yeah. he's got a lot of other clubs, so that connection is already there with the Rapids. Last January, they sent uh, Austin Trustee to Arsenal, and now he's on loan at Binghamton, I think, and he's playing good, supposedly. So right. even though they're not technically our feeder club, that's kind of already something that has happened before with the Rapids. We've gone to Colorado a couple seasons ago and played a preseason game against the Rapids, so... Yeah, yeah. I, and I think it's smart. I think it is smart. Um, and Chelsea, that's that's going to be Todd Bowley's next venture. He's already said oh. he wanted to have like a RB Leipzig, RB Salzburg situation. Hey, <clears throat> yeah, he's already said that. That's that's his next thing. Wow. But yeah, on onto the wages though. Yeah, Arsenal's done a great job getting that wage bill down. Um, I think I think um, who's the only club? Might be Liverpool's wages might be lower than ours
1: actually uh i i don't know i don't know they had liverpool I, but the the tifo video that i'll send you was so fascinating cuz it was doing things as of 2022
0: yeah no i think i think we might be the lowest side of the big 6 right now but either way um that's good and the, the other difference is how much are you guys paying pep oh pep is at uh well the, the high 20 21 yeah
1: uh, the highest paid uh, managers uh, Diego Simeone at forty million a year. Forty million a year to play fucking eleven behind the ball. Wow. Uh, update for you: He is changing. He's restructuring his contract. He's looking to stay, which helps yeah. the Jao Felix situation on wherever he goes. Yeah. Because if if Diego stays, I can assure you Jao doesn't want to come back.
0: That's that's a fact. That's a fact. But, yeah, yeah, and then Mikel only making three. But, I mean, after this year, you're going to have to offer him more than that. So I hate uh, to break it to you. Yeah, it's going to be, yes, probably 10 this is going to be the starting point Yeah, for for Arteta. And it's deserved. 100% you pay that.
1: Absolutely. 100%. And here's, here's the other thing that's deserved, too. With the success that you're having early on with the young players and the wages, watch the length. Saka in this run. We'll probably be given at least another two extensions. At least another one extension. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to have all these players with how youthful and how how just young and spirited they are. They're going to go to two to three extensions. And that's how you run a fucking club, man. Because City are doing it now. We're having extensions on the team. Julian Alvarez hasn't even been with us half a year and we're already extending that motherfucker. Yep. Already extending them. So yep. when you find that talent, you keep it, you hold on to it. Proper clubs are doing that. You don't see these other ones doing it. They're just dropping off the talent or loaning them back out and then just dealing with the the heavy load off on the money the next year. It still comes back on the books, bro. You can't run from it. So
0: The next step for us is to, to, to get better at selling, which we've been bad, but it's tough to sell distress access. Everybody knew Arsenal was trying to get rid of players. Why are people going to pay for players you're trying to dump? Now we're in a powerful position. We have Nuno Tavares playing good at Marseille. He's having a good. That could be twenty million on the books. We paid seven for him. Good business. Uh, Balligan, Forlorn. Balligan. You 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 don't want him. That's a sixty mount sixty million pound striker possibly. He's has I think he scored twice last week, so he's got about sixteen league goals in the French league. Twenty wow. years old. Good player mm, that's 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 a sixty million pound striker. You can make money on him. Tierney possibly wants to move. Newcastle's in. Show me that oral money, Newcastle. So we're starting yeah. at thirty five million. You don't like that? All right, let's go to forty. We'll fuck around with you. We'll We'll be like Napoli negotiating because guess what? We'll keep Karen Tierney. He's a great backup left back. So yeah, we're gonna that's the next step. We have to get better at selling to the point where we're like a city. We're profiting. We're actually profiting. Yeah. We're, we can bring in a Declan Rice for seventy mil, and guess yeah. what? We didn't spend any money. We just spent what we got in sales. So that's I'm, that's I'm gonna really love. Really good. I'm gonna love the process for you. You're as gonna a love fan. the do barbecue memes. That's what you're gonna love. This is what I'm gonna love about the process
1: too, because like the, the 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 growth spurts that are gonna come as an Arsenal fan about this. Listen, how in one side of your mouth you say. I want to be good at selling. And then five, but no, probably about 30 to 35 seconds later, we go into Newcastle and now we want to put a fucking hard bar with a player that's already been negotiated over there. If you want to be good at selling, just give them for the 15 and the 20. You look like the hard ass that wants to hold off for
0: 20 million more when the player is unhappy. Tierney's and I will here also... Here. I will also it, yes, Tierney goes to Newcastle, he's Probably, I mean, he's one of the better left backs in the league, so he's 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 worth thirty million. I'm I'm saying that's his worth. So if I'm, he's worth thirty. How much is the contract left? If he's, I, I can bring it up now. But if he's worth thirty, I'm asking for thirty five because you guys got dough. I don't. I think
1: the question is going argue, to be argued. He's worth thirty on a four to five year deal. If he's only got two years left, my guy, he's worth twenty six He signed. Okay, well then maybe you have that argument, then you can have that That's conversation. Pretty.
0: I think mean, I'll see what um what's that site that does the 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 worth. It's all uh
1: transfer market, but it's transfer market but no e in transfer.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, no no e in market. Oh, no e in market. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're you right. had it. You had it just backwards. Um Let's see what they have. I, I guarantee he's right around 30. So I'm saying, I'm not saying like, hey, this is a 15 million pound player. Give us 50 because you have money. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, I, no, they I I have him it. at 30. They have him at 30. They so, have him at 30? Look at that. That's that's what I'm saying. We need to play this game. We need do. to play this game in the offseason. If he's cause... worth 30, yeah, it's definitely a fun game. If he's worth 30, I'm saying Newcastle, 35. And The, the deal's done right now. Well, See, yeah. like right now, gun to my head, if I'm an Arsenal Tyranny. fan, I'm saying straight
1: up, I'm saying Tierney. Eddie, and maybe Reese, all of you can leave because I am bringing in for Lauren. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get me a left back that I desire, that La Liga guy that you guys were looking at, that defender. Um, but I'm recalling that French striker. Holy yeah, fuck,
0: yeah. bro! I think you I'm recalling him. Run. Yeah, you gotta true. let him go. He's, he's an Arteta striker. He does a little bro. bit of everything. He makes great runs. So, I hey, think of Jesus. I'm yeah. scared shitless. Yeah. You can start the two of them too. You can start the two of them
1: legitimately.
0: I'm, I'm on your level. Uh, you, you increased Nketiah's value. Um, make 20 off him. 20, 30 yep. million off him. It's time. Somebody will buy him. Mm-hmm. Um, Lester, after they get, get rid of Iniacho. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, one of those mid-table teams will yep. be all over that, and he'll start week yep. in and week out. It'll be a good yep. deal for both people. Yep. Um, but yeah. And if you're smart,
1: you do a buyback clause. If they allow it, they yeah. might not because wh- some of these teams are about to get hold with buyback losses. I'm looking at youth Southampton. Romeo Lavio is coming 100% back. Get the fuck off. Enjoy him for as much as you have for the rest of the year, but he's coming back.
0: This is this is my theory. I think I think Arteta does not rate Tierney. I think he thinks he's not good enough on the ball. He's too much of a pr- traditional fullback. Yeah. This is what I think. I think we're not going for a left back when we sell Tierney. I think we're mm-hmm. going for another right-back. And this is what Arteta is going to do. He's going to move Tamiasu to left-back bold to do the inverted because Tamiasu is yeah. better on the ball. He's yeah. two-footed, and he's good going forward. And in these games, I think it was last week against Sporin, he came in, did the inverted thing as a left-back, came in for Vincentchenko. And oh, if yeah. you remember, the Liverpool game this year, one of our bigger games, guess yeah. who started... Left back ahead of Tierney, who was healthy and available, Tamiyasu. So hey. I think he's going to move Tomiyasu to left back. He's two footed. He can do the inverted thing. He's better on the ball than Tierney. Mikel likes his defenders to be very, very good on the ball. Playing out mm. for the back, you have to be because it will cost you. um So I think, yes, that's the plan. I think he moves. On, my doorbell's him. ringing. Okay. Alright, we're good. All right. But yeah, I, I think that's the plan. I think I think um, we get um we move Tommy Asu to the left back and then we get a more attacking right back to uh, rotate with Ben White. I think that's what it will do. And we'll see we'll see if that happens. But yeah, I think yeah. that's the plan. It uh it makes sense from what I'm seeing from his substitution patterns. But anyway I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh let's end with our new segment, the Delusional Mutt of the Week. Who (laughs) goes first, me or you?
1: You do, because I'm stoked to hear this.
0: I already sent this one to you. I wanted to find another one, but it was too good to not let go on the podcast. So you already know this, but it'll be funnier when I read it out loud. This was from the Tottenham Hotspur subreddit.
1: Uh, i glance
0: over there for some good stuff, and I'll be over there more often for the Delusional Mutt of the Week. But a user named Mark underscore W990. When talking about Arsenal, the topic of this little conversation was about Arsenal, and someone someone said, ah, they're not even that good, and Mark chimed in with this take. Almost none of their players get into our team, though, talking about Tottenham. Sonny, better than Martinelli. King, so much better than whoever they play up front. Kulosevsky over Saka, no matter what the media hype says. This is where it gets even better. Media hype. Pentacle Horberg is better than Jacques (laughs) Aporte. And this is my favorite part. And I don't think Odegaard would look much better than Skip, to be honest. (laughs) Oliver fucking Skip. Yeah, First goal two games ago. (laughs) It's not over, my friends. Defense isn't even close. They've got a midfielder oh, in at left back, and Cuddy is better than both of their CBs put together. I don't even know who the fuck Cuddy is. Whoever it is, it ain't better than Gabriel or Saliba. And then we're just one or two defensive signings away from putting them in our back shadow. You play Dude, defensive football, my friend. <laughs> That's all you do, you don't attack. You had a point four XG in a must win Champions League game at home. And you need more defenders? Get the fuck out of here. Sun has fallen off yeah. a cliff. Martinelli's double his gold output this year. I'm not sure what you're watching, but this isn't the golden <laughs> boot Son. No. This is this is synonymous. Yeah. Hey, Ken, that's the only guy you can argue. Kulisevsky, two two goals is gonna get is gonna be rotated out with Saka give me a fucking break. Honestly, this is the dumbest fucking post I've ever, ever seen. Bentkor Hoiberg, and then the Odegaard, who is a shout for one of the players of the season, having a sensational season. Ten goals, six assists. Oliver Skip, though, mate. Oliver yeah. Skip, baby. Oliver Skip. Wow. Oliver That's Skip can't game even game. hold his fucking jockstrap. No, man.
1: And the guy can... No, these... these... This is such a good segment because some of this shit is just god awful. Takes there was not one true, even close to factual statement. Who's Cuddy?
0: Who's he talking
1: about? He's, he's talking about Romero. He's talking. That's about, what they call yeah, him, Cuddy Romero. Why? Because yeah. he cuts people's legs up when he slide tackles them. It should it should be what it is? I don't know why. I think it has something to do with like his girlfriend or his wife. Something I don't know. Oh my he is, god! He, he does go by Cuddy Romero. All right. Well, yeah. How no was shit. he
0: Sunday when he was suspended?
1: Yeah, basically, <laughs> guys a horrible. He's Casemiro in a center back. He's yeah, just exactly. stupid as Shit, and without the accolades.
0: Yeah, yeah, without the accolades. I mean, you yeah. won the World Cup, but it wasn't because of you, my friend. Yeah, last I, I checked, because of a player called Lionel Messi. Ever heard of him? Yeah. yeah. Give I'm, me that wo I'm I'm sure that I'm sure Mark W990 thinks Kolesovsky <laughs> better than Lionel Messi, so. <laughs>
1: that's laughable dude congratulations
0: laughable. sir you are our first honorary delusional mutt of the week
1: <laughs> absolute delusional mutt of the week you deserve it we're gonna get some sound but we need to get some sound yeah, for that yeah, yeah. that's just some, that an some,
0: absolute we, joke we need some music um, i might get one of those those like a game show host wig we might yes. there have to get like, a green screen we put them up on the green screen we might get creative in here
1: um, I'm getting creative this weekend uh, news to come. I'll show it to you eventually when I get it up um, when we go live with it. Uh, but uh, the guy I'm nominating, man, Brian, Brian, this is now we got clickbait. I know we have YouTube channels. I got to be successful and get things out there. But this video went up four hours after Chelsea beat who they beat this weekend lester lester 3 to 1 chelsea fan tv with at the time 44,000 views the title of the fucking video enzo makes 120 million look like a bargain let me share with you some stats it's
0: lewis right i know that guy he's he goes yes. on, he goes on troops sometimes it's he's been lewis. A, yeah he's he's an absolute nut job he he will be a reoccurring nominee i will guarantee that you brother. will know him because he, he's a fucking crazy person
1: brother in six appearances enzo fernandez has two assists he has two big chances created he has 4 through balls, 3 crosses. He's been dispossessed 17 times.
0: Mhm. It's it's I think what did I say it on the last podcast?
1: Are you smoking?
0: I, I it, the stat is he's been he's been dispossessed mo- most in Europe since he joined Chelsea, by the way. Most in what Europe. What
1: the fuck are you on? That's in the prem. Get the fuck out of here looking like a bargain. In six appearances from in the prem, you are on rocks, my man. This spending that you're on has made you completely delusional. To what a hundred and look how accurate Brian was. Not even that has nothing to do with the fucking points at the table or status. Just look at a man who looks at what he has on roster and will tell you. I think that's about thirty million. Gets valued at thirty million around because the man knows what the fuck he has on his roster. You over here are spending don't fucking a thousand fucking pounds on on an Angus T-bone for no fucking reason <laughs> when there's fucking quality meats out there for half the fucking price. But you want the Angus T-bone for a nice stack. Get fucking overrated, inflated prices for a product that's not even half the fucking uh, actual cost. But 150 is a million bargain. My God, dude, Lewis, I'm telling you now, I'm sending you the link of this episode the moment it goes live, and I'm telling you at the minute mark, once I hear it, where I shout you out, and I need a response, bro, 150 million for six appearances, and that's a bargain. You are 100% my nominee for delusional mud of the week, complete joke.
0: Do you know what transfer market values Enzo Fernandez at?
1: Uh, I'm gonna take a guess. I'm gonna take a guess at
0: 75 million. 55.
1: Look at that! Last
0: updated in December, so maybe after Sunday, his valuation went up. <laughs> <It> <laughs> went up, fucking 65 million. It's like just <laughs> like uh, our friend uh, Lewis has said, but I, I, I'm gonna say it didn't. <laughs> um, here's the funny part: If Worcester had buried a couple of their chances, yeah. Lewis ain't saying that. This is a yeah. this is a this is a fan yeah. who he's vibing. He's there for the vibes. He's feeling the vibes, and he's just yeah. shouting things out. Watch yeah. some of his videos after they lose. They are absolutely awesome. hilarious meltdowns. Uh, Lewis will be back. We'll, we'll we'll see you again, my friend. But yeah, yeah I think that's a good shout for the first one. Um, yeah, because <laughs> if, if this game goes a little different, uh, he's not saying this. So. And, and, and let me tell you something also. Beating Leicester, who are in 17th place, does not justify <laughs> that yeah. price tag. You want to say that after you advance to the Champions League final, which won't happen this year? Then we <laughs> might have a conversation. But you beat Leicester 3-1 <laughs> after they scuffed chance after chance after chance. And
1: yeah. you want to
0: come up with that statement? What were yeah. you smoking at Stanford Bridge? Bridge. What were you smoking <laughs> it's at Stanford Bridge Saturday? That's what I want to know. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. Oh, that's hilarious, bro. Uh, That closes the segment. We're going to (laughs) be highlighting some delusional takes every fucking week. This is going to be a Monday reoccurring segment. And yeah, we will do it on the, not the next one. We will do it next Monday. So look out for delusional mutt of the week. We will be keeping track of these and we will nominate a delusional mutt of the year at the end of the year. Um, Well, yeah, it was a good start to the segment. And it was a good podcast, and we will be back after the Champions League games, Europa League games, on uh, Thursday, and we'll do a podcast at the end of the week. So, anything oh, yeah. else?
1: No, let's get to it. Let's have some fun. Go Knicks.
0: Are they playing? No, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow? Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: yep. Dame, Dame sat out Sunday, too, so he's, uh, he's charging those batteries for a fucking 60-pointer. You just know it. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm happen. worried about that the, one.
1: Yeah, I just hope we take the win.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll take this have the 60, Dame. Just give us the W. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Fuck it. But yeah, that's it. Episode 42, PPT Podcast in the books. We out.
1: Peace.